0: hi there i'm coach craig kenneth i'm coach margaret and today we're going to be talking about why you're attracted to people that are bad for you this is something that i have pondered about for a long time Uh, margaret and i have had many discussions discussions on this topic over the years right and you know we've talked about it in some other videos in the past but we're going to expand upon it today Because a lot of it has to do with how we're treated in our childhood.
1: Right. I know you're surprised to hear that from us.
0: Yeah. So Margaret's got uh, some interesting research that she found in a book.
1: Uh, What was the name of the book? um, You Should Talk With Someone. Yeah. Maybe You Should Talk With Someone by Laurie Gottlieb. And she does a wonderful description of what's called the repetition compulsion yeah um, and I like it as well or better than my own explanation so I'm going to share it with you okay, okay?
0: now w- can you give a brief introduction of what the repetition compulsion What the repetition
1: culture okay the repetition compulsion was named by our friend dr. Freud many years ago and has not been talked about a whole lot until just in the last few years mm. and what it means is that if we have a trauma in our lives and we haven't been able to talk about it and resolve it. We have an urge to reenact it. Okay. In other words, unconsciously. Unconsciously, right? If you are attracted, if say you grew up with an alcoholic dad, and your last three boyfriends have turned out to be alcoholic, what it tells you is you're still somehow trying to work out the relationship and the sadness around your dad's alcoholism. <laughs> Um, And what you do is you keep repeating it. It's almost like, how many times do I have to see this play before I fully understand the plot? That's the best metaphor I can come up with for that. But we repeat in an effort to remember and resolve earlier trauma. Okay? Okay. So our friend Dr. Gottlieb here um, is talking with a client who has hooked up in her waiting room with a a guy that does not look like he's going to be much good for her. (laughs) And the client says, well he's my type. And Dr. Gottlieb is considering what does that mean? And what it really means is she tends to get hooked up with a certain type who repeat a pattern for her. Mm -hmm. Okay, So I just wanted to read you her description of the repetition compulsion. What many people mean by type is a sense of attraction a type of physical appearance, or a type of personality, turns them on. But what underlies a person's type, in fact, is a sense of familiarity. It is no coincidence that people who had angry parents often end up choosing angry partners. That those with alcoholic parents are frequently drawn to partners who drink quite a bit or those who had withdrawn or critical parents find themselves married to spouses who are withdrawn or critical. Okay? Why would people do this to themselves? The question that we've all asked for years. Because the pull toward that feeling of home, of familiarity, makes what they want as adults hard to disentangle from what they experienced as children. Mm -hmm. Okay? They have an uncanny attraction to people who share the characteristics of a parent who has in some way hurt them. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of a relationship, these characteristics will be barely perceptible. Yeah. Okay? But the unconscious has a finely tuned radar system. It's incredible. (laughs) Yeah? It's like unbelievable. Inaccessible to the conscious mind. Want me to read that again? Sure. Okay. In the beginning of a relationship, these characteristics will be barely perceptible, but the unconscious has a finely tuned radar system, inaccessible to the conscious mind. Mm. It's not that people want to get hurt again, it's that they want to master a situation in which they felt helpless as children. Freud called this the repetition compulsion. Maybe this time, the unconscious imagines, I can go back and heal that wound from long ago by engaging with somebody familiar but new. The only problem is, by choosing familiar partners, people guarantee the opposite result. They reopen the wounds and feel even more inadequate and unlovable. This happens completely outside of awareness. Okay? Yeah. It's clean, almost break?
0: like our unconscious makes us take these exams in life, and until you pass the exam right. and get the answer right, you're yeah. stuck. Yeah. And then you're so you just get
1: frustrated and angry and right. upset because you keep getting stuck. You keep getting stuck yeah. Uh, the thing is, if you can find a way to talk about your disappointment about your childhood, you know, it might spare you. And Freud himself said, the alternative to repeating trauma is being able to remember and talk about it. Mm -hmm. But this happens when you really don't remember. Okay, that's the trick to this. So if you find yourself being attracted to a certain type who turns out to be just like one of your parents, Mm -hmm. then you need to give this some serious thought. And what you would want to do is, I really think you should talk with somebody about that, because talking is the alternative through reenacting.
0: Yes. You have to process it. Yeah. Which is, you know, one of the big things about doing the workbook is you're processing this stuff that's in your unconscious and that's how you heal it.
1: Right. You know? And in order to process something, you have to acknowledge it that you had a dysfunctional parent. Okay? And you have to feel the disappointment and the sadness and recall the trauma. And once you've done that, then you can grieve that that happened to you, Mm -hmm. which is the appropriate thing to do, and eventually move on. But it beats repeating it over and over again. Yep. Okay?
0: Yeah, it's really incredible how something that hurts us in our childhood, it's like it we're still hurt about it. It stays with us. We're hurt about it for 30, 40, 50 years until you really uh,
1: work through it and process it and deal with it. It's really unbelievable how it happens. And people often come to us and say, how can something that happened 30 or 40 years ago still be bothering me? Mm -hmm. And if it's been buried for the 30 or 40 years, uh, it will bother you. Um, It will somehow manage to come up. In a repetition compulsion, in an unexplained depression, in unexplained panic attacks.
0: Yeah, it's like your brain is trying to force you to be whole. Yes. Or, or, yes. Like your brain healthy. is trying
1: to force you to deal with what's hurting you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that way, you when you'll know that you've worked through it when your partner or somebody does it to you and you don't react with That's that right. intense
1: That's right. hurt, right.
0: sobbing, and anger, yeah. and lashing out. Yeah you know and that's the stuff you have to work through and the hardest part is a lot of times you have to be able to do it with the person you're attached to right right Right. that's when it's really tricky to to do it
1: and the unfortunate thing is if we come from dysfunctional families they probably didn't communicate and the person we've gotten hooked up with probably did also so he or she doesn't know how to communicate yeah. and it's just not easy mm-hmm. but there's nothing really that can't be worked on and improved if you're willing to do it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Awareness is absolutely critical. Yes. Um, and having those aha moments. And then right. when it happens again, you don't get hurt in that way. In you don't way. react in that same way. Right. Um, like if your dad hurt you a certain way over and over again, you know, and then your boyfriend does the, that same thing. You have to find a way to be like, okay, it's, I'm going to be okay, even if they did this. Right. And then when you stop reacting to it, I've found that it kind of, you don't keep having the exam. It doesn't keep right. coming up
1: anymore. And the exam goes away. Once, you, once you've processed it, thought about it, looked at it, acknowledged it, accepted it, yeah. Um, and that's the only alternative to, to blocked out material.
0: Yeah, it's not easy, though. It no, does take a it's lot of work.
1: hard work. But always remember, you already lived through it, and talking about it may be difficult, but you're going to live through that, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Talking about it is way better than keeping it inside. Keeping it inside is going to make it worse. Right. Some good stuff there.
1: I thought so, and I liked the way she explained it.
0: Yeah. Good. Uh, So give Margaret a thumbs up for her research on this one. Um, Of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. You want to coaching with Margaret?
1: Feel free to sign
0: up with me. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.